0: Chapter, 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 chapter something. Chapter, well, we know we're in chapter 25. Is it 25? 24? I get all lost, man. My brain is about half shot. I've been thinking, sitting back here trying to think what what to do this morning. 25. Let me get the rest of my stuff out. I know I have some more stuff here somewhere. Been a, been a quick week. Got the freezers back in, got the refrigerators back in. So uh, now we can start storing food again, having fellowships. Got the A- AC, will be done in the uh, fellowship hall tomorrow afternoon, Lord willing. And the creek don't rise, something like that. And this is what they said. Uh, Genesis chapter 22, or 25, excuse me. And we're, we're up on page, I'm on page A, but we're in verse, uh, let me make sure I'm right where we need to be. Well, I'm going to cover these anyways. How did I get so disorganized so quick? I was organized a few minutes ago. Now I'm all confused. Oh, these are my notes. That's why. I'm in my notes area. Okay, so so I was talking about Calvinism, and when you get into 25, uh, Rebecca's getting ready to have a baby, or two of them, as a matter of fact. And, and the Lord says in verse 23, 25, 23, he says, And the, and the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in thy womb, and two manners of peoples shall be separate, separated from thy bowels, and the one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall show, serve the younger. Father, thank you for your blessings again. Thank you for just letting us come to church. What a blessing it is, Father, to have a building uh, to come to, uh, Lord, with air conditioning and part of it. Anyways, uh, Lord, uh, just uh, comfortable pews and, and just a, a nice place to come. Lord, uh, just thank you for it. I do ask you to bless now the morning service, Father, and uh, Lord, we'll praise you on in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Randy, it's good to see you, man. Uh, how you, I heard you've got some uh, medical issues coming up. Yeah, I got no coming up. Did they tell you when? No, they're trying to get it soon. Oh, man. I, I see they they're trying to get me in earlier. Okay. Well, let us know when that is. Amen all right well anyways uh, John Calvin and I was talking about Calvinism, uh, uh, when you start getting into, it's how you do it. when you start getting into Calvinism what you do is, is Calvin says you're elected and there's a thing called prophecy in your Bible and prophecy is really what gets your Bible. I got ordained because of that little word called prophecy. Uh, I went down there and, and uh, I talked to Brother Donovan, Brother Donovan uh, told me he said, look you uh, try to start a church for a year. Uh, I think he was like I was. He didn't think it was going to work because <laughs> he knew me better than most of y'all know me. And uh, so I thought I thought for sure it's going to fail and, and, and it'd be gone. And, and that was a long, long time ago. Well, a year went by and we started in 2000, uh, 2005, a year went by. I called him back up and said, hey, Brother Donovan, uh, it did. It's been going a year and I can't get rid of everybody and they keep coming. And uh, so he said, OK, so I went down at a blowout in September uh, 2006 and, and they were going to ordain me right there, I believe. And so they did, and uh, I got up there, and you're talking about making a mess out of it. I mean, I can't even tell you how bad I made a mess. Oh. A mess wasn't even the word for it. They should have took away my, my my degree. They should have just said, give me your degree back. You don't even, you should need to take Bible college all over again. Uh, actually, I, they probably should have sent me to some place uh, like Oral Roberts uh, Seminary first so I could get learn some stuff and then move up to uh, that, but uh, it was terrible. I mean, I was just uh, just a 1,000 people there. I was just like, uh, I've just never been in front of that many people. And then everybody asking me questions, and my mind don't work like that. The way my mind works, which is different than most, uh, it may just be the way I was brought up. It may be what the food I eat. I have no idea what it is. But I store data. I, I can store data. I'll just store it. I'll, I'll walk down the road, and I'll look at stuff, and I'll store it. And somebody will say something, and it'll pull it right out. I mean, I can tell you right down to the nth degree, anything you want to know about, but it has to be stored in there somewhere, and it has to be something that is pulled out in a certain way. I don't know how I've, my mind is like my garage. If you ever see my garage, it's just jumbled up. So when somebody asks me a direct question, I'm sitting there going, (laughs) Dr. Ruckman had grace and mercy and and pity on me, and he was sitting right there, and he goes, Brother Elliot, uh, how can you prove the Bible's word of God? And I'm like, <laughs> and uh, he goes, Brother Elliot, how can you prove? And I had just talked through Daniel's 70th week uh, up here in, in the garage. And, and all of a sudden, my mind went back to where I was at, and I, it, it, it pulled it out. Doc pulled it out. And I said, oh, it's prophecy. And I started through there, and he stopped me. Whoa, 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 you got it. You got it. We're done. Because he knew I was getting ready to start preaching. And, and really, once you start down that path, it's easy to do. Why? Because the Bible talks about future events. I believe there's a heaven. I believe there's a hell. You can throw everything else out the window. It doesn't really matter. Living good, living wrong, all that stuff. Throw it out the window. What matters is heaven and hell. You do everything in light of one of those two things. If I'm thinking I'm saved and I'm going to heaven, which I think I'm saved, Calvin Calvin thinks only some of you guys are saved. So you guys over here are elected and you guys, I'm sorry, man. Or maybe I got it backwards. Maybe you guys are elected and you guys, I'm sorry, you ain't going to make it. Uh, There's only enough blood that was shed at Calvary. First of all, it's eternal blood. It's everlasting blood. Uh, There's no way you can get rid of that blood that Jesus shed. So everybody's got an opportunity to go. Whether you go or not is totally up to you or it's up to me. Calvin don't believe it. Calvin believes total TULIP. I I hate it when they come up with acronyms. Uh, I'm sure they got acronyms for us too, but TULIP, T-U-L-I-P, TULIP. The T stands for total depravity. I am totally depraved. That's what Calvin says. Well, I am depraved. I'm depraved after I got saved. Uh, And really, you need to be honest with yourself. Really, that's where the whole problem, I think, where people have today is we want to look at ourselves like, oh, well, he's got a suit and tie. That doesn't mean anything. Uh, You need to look at yourself in the light of the Lord Jesus Christ, in in the light of God. Uh, If you can stand in front of God and, and give an account of yourself, and feel like you're you're ready to go up there head-to-head, toe-to-toe with the Lord, uh, you're a whole lot better than I'll ever be, ever be. I've never met anybody that could go head-to-head with Jesus Christ. He was perfect in all points, tempted like we are, yet without sin. He never sinned a single day uh, for eternity. Now, I don't know about you, I, I can't hardly get by 15, 20 minutes in the morning when I wake up without messing up somewhere. He never messed up at all. So you got heaven and hell sitting there. Once you get that thing down, if you're honest with yourself, I'm going to heaven or hell. One or the other. I I did that in 1980. I made that choice. I didn't know anything about Calvinism. I didn't know anything about uh, being a Baptist. I was a Catholic, raised Roman Catholic. I just knew that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. And I just figured the Bible was the Word of God. I was honest with myself. I knew that if, if there was something honest, it had to be a Bible. You know, I didn't know that he stuck a King James Bible in my face in 1980. I didn't know that. The Lord looked down and said, you know, that kid right there is going to get saved. <laughs> Why even play around with him? Let's give him the word of God right up the, up front. So he gives me the Bible. I start reading it. People say, oh, the these and those. I was lost. I never really read a Bible up to that point. I never had a, one problem with the these and the those. Uh, uh, that's just all excuses is all that stuff is. If a person wants God, they're going to find God. And guess what? If a person wants God, the Lord is going to give you the opportunity to find him. He's not that far, brother. He's not that far away. Well, anyways, I, I sit there and got the Bible, got saved, uh, didn't know one thing about it. Years, somebody said they trying to talk me out of it. I'm like, nah, no, nope, nope. I said, I'm going to keep it simple. I was on my back porch all by myself. The only, only other thing there was my dog. And my dog is dead. So he can't talk me out. If anybody could talk me out of it, that dog could. And if he made a donkey talk, he could surely make my dog talk. And my dog could say, Mike, you were just you were drunk or something, man. I mean, that night, you didn't even know what you was doing. He could have probably had had more say than anybody else on the face of the planet. I wasn't going to let nobody else have it. Later on down the road, I started realizing when I come to this, Calvin had some things right in a sense. Uh, he had some of the things right, or he thought right. We are totally depraved. You need to be honest. We're not totally depraved. You still have a free will. You still have that conscience inside your body that's always saying, don't do that, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. And you'll either hear that or not. Eventually, you'll sear that thing if you keep going. Uh, but if you listen, and I don't know what it takes to sear it. Somebody who seared their conscience, I mean, I was pretty messed up. And mine still worked. So you have to be really, really, really messed up to not get it to work. I mean, you have to do some really, really bad stuff. I mean, you have to get in God's face. You have to get in the Lord's face and do something. But anyways, Calvin, totally depraved. He says you're totally depraved. So you couldn't get saved if you wanted to get saved. That's a lie. Uh, I am not totally depraved. I'm almost totally, mostly totally depraved. But there's that little bitty thing in there where faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God, and he puts that little thing in there, and I'm like, okay, I believe that. He said, you really believe that? I said, yeah, I believe that. I remember the day I opened my Bible to Genesis chapter 1, and it says, in the beginning, God. It was like the Holy Spirit saying, shut. I didn't know who I was talking to, but he said, shut your Bible. So I did. And uh, we sat there and started talking. you really believe that? I said, well, yeah, I really believe that. Have you ever talked to your Bible? I talked to mine all the time. Uh, I said, uh, would you really believe that? I said, yep, I really believe that. Are you sure you really believe that? I said, yes, I really believe. In the beginning, God, you really believe that in the beginning it was just me, just me? I said, yeah, in the beginning I believe it was just you. It has to be you. It can't be evolution. It can't be. The odds of evolution occurring are like a billion trillion to one. I said, it, it can't be that. there isn't. You couldn't find a bookie on the face of this planet to take a bet that evolution occurred. They won't do it. Uh, now, if you're going to bet that if they can make money off you as a sucker, they'll do it that way. But for them to come up and take a bet, they won't. No, that, it's, for this thing to occur in nature is an impossibility, man. It's an impossibility. Uh, I mean, you've got opposing hands. If you didn't have the thumbs, man, I mean, you, you would have all kinds of problems. But to pick up something, you couldn't do it without posing hands. It's, it's impossible. It's impossible. Yeah, I said, hey, yeah, you're right. You're, you're it. You're it. It has to be you. It can't be anything else. It has to be you. I got to choose something. I got one life to live. I'm going to die 60, 70, 80 years old, whatever. I got one life to live. It doesn't really matter after that. Uh, People say, oh, you're wasting your life. Really? It's a point that a man wants to die. What shall a prophet of man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? What do you gain if you go out and make every dime on this planet? What happens if you're Bill Gates or Elon Musk and you're lost and die and your stuff stays there and you go right to hell? What did you gain? Nothing. Oh, you wasted your life. Well, in eternity, we'll find that thing out. Anyways, tulip. Total depravity. I'm not totally depraved. Irresistible grace. It is not irresistible. You can resist it. You, uh, Calvin says you can't, those that are going to get saved, if you're in here today and you got saved, and you're Calvin's by any chance, which I hope you're not, but if you are. Uh, if you're irresistibly saved, you could not stop from getting saved. Everybody else, you could not get saved because you're totally depraved and you can't even hear the irresistible grace part of it. It's crazy stuff. Uh, I'm going to get into that in just a second why I'm saying this. So you got total total depravity, irresistible grace, unconditional election. I miss unconditional election. Uh, You're unconditionally elected. You have nothing to do with it. You could be Al Cabone, and he's going to elect you. You could be Adolf Hitler, and he's going to elect you. You could be, Mother Teresa, sorry, you're out of here, toast. I don't care if you were good your whole life. Uh, Mother Teresa didn't get in heaven because she's Mother Teresa either. Uh, the popes don't get into heaven because they're the popes. And Billy Graham didn't get into heaven because he's Billy Graham. And you didn't get into heaven because you're who you are. You got into heaven because you trusted the blood of Jesus Christ. Somehow, someway, God made that thing apparent to you, and you said, that's what I want. Uh, I want eternal life. Uh, T.U., unconditional election, Uh, L, limited atonement. There's only enough blood. You know, I mean, Jesus was on the cross, and he died, and there's only X amount of quarts of blood in his body, and there's just not enough. I don't understand that. Uh, God spoke to universe and a being in, in a few moments, the whole universe, the entire universe. You say, you really believe that? You bet I do. I believe the earth was here before the universe. It, that's the only, only thing that makes sense. It can't any other way. I, I believe scientists do find things in the, in the rock. Everybody tries to use the earth as a means of disproving evolution, and they're all wrong. Uh, I don't really care if you find a, a problem in the layers. Uh, that, all that stuff doesn't. None of that stuff is, matters to me anyways, because if God is who he says he is, which I believe he is, and he made Adam out of dirt of the ground. And he, and he was a mud ball laying there, but he looked like kind of a man laying on the ground. And he breathed him in the breath of life. And all of a sudden that dirt became a human soul and flesh. And he rose up and stood there. If you came around the corner one second later, you would think that was a 30, 35-year-old man standing there. They, God can give you apparent age in anything he built. It can look like, oh, well, for him to be here, he has to be 35 years old. That means he lived 35 years, so he had to go through all these different things and he had to be a baby, and then a the baby in the mother's womb. Wait a second, where did the mom come from? There wasn't one with Adam. Where did that come from? But it stops right there. So you have to stop and say, wait a minute, God, this thing is bombing. I can't go by what I see. I have to go by that's faith. Now see, you say, well, that's blind faith. That ain't blind faith at all. There's nothing else to choose. That makes any sense. Anything else you choose, you gotta... You know what's amazing to me is this wood on our ceiling. I've had a bunch of preachers help. They'll see our church on the, on the interweb. It looks really big. And you guys all must be 10 times the size you are because it looks like we're full all the time. But uh, they'll look at these boards. And, oh, I love that ceiling, man. You know, there's not one board up there that's alike. Uh, every one of them has a different grain pattern in them. Uh, there's no two trees on the face of this planet that produce the exact same grain pattern. Uh, your fingerprints are all different. Everybody on the planet has different fingertips fingerprints. I mean, there's just no possible way you can, you can out of 8 billion people, the variety is, is unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. Tulip. Total, total depravity, unconditional election, limited atonement. That means only some can get saved. Every, that, well, that's a foolish thing. How in the world, oh, do you feel elected? Well, why would you even go out and ask anybody? Why even have a gospel track rack out there? Why go to jails? Why do anything? Because certain amount of people are going to get saved and they're going to get, you see the farce in that yeah there is people out there who actually will fight you over this they will argue and argue and argue and argue with you on this I'm like why won't you just want truth I mean why the truth shall make you free why don't you just want the truth why don't you just accept the truth uh, I, I tell her about it. I go to jails I used to go to jails all the time and they'd say what do I do man if I go to this? I said tell the judge the truth I said a lawyer wants you to lie I said, and you know what, lawyers are sneaky as anything anyways. Don't tell me what you did, because if you tell me what you did, I become liable for what you did. But, but just plead innocent. But don't tell me if you're guilty or not. I don't want to know. Just plead innocent. That way he doesn't feel like he's lying. Uh, he's a liar too, man. Lawyers are just, man, they're just crazy people. T-U-L-I, irresistible grace. It there's totally depraved, unconditional election. You have no choice. There's a limited atonement. There's some blood for you there somewhere. Uh, irresistible grace. I'm going to present that blood to you. You're going to get blood on you whether you want it or not. And then P, perseverance of the saints. Why would you even want to persevere? Uh, I believe you have to persevere. That's about the only one I think I believe uh, is, is we have been persevering our whole life. But Calvin, Calvin has that thing, totally depraved, which, which really is all wrong. Prophecy is where it's at. What he's done is he's, he's taken this thing right here, Esau, have I hated, Jacob, have I loved. And he says that Jacob, before the foundation of the world, he was elected to do this, and, and Esau was elected to do that. That's not necessarily true, and I mentioned that last week. Both of those babies are in the womb. They're alive and breathing in the womb. Uh, I, I said, I don't, I don't believe this abortion thing. I, everybody fights over this thing completely. I, I, there's no control. You have no control over it anyways. Uh, you hear people all the time, well, if you're not out there fighting for our rights in our country, uh, how do you know which side to be on anyways? Uh, there's up at the high end of that thing up there, they're all taking advantage of everything they can. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Amen. And I don't care how much money you stick in front of anybody. They will, that stuff will mess them up after a while because pretty soon they, a dollar, everybody always says, how much more do I need? One more dollar. If I could just make one more. When is enough enough? I mean, boy, I tell you what, I, I'm, I'm perfectly happy with what I got. I don't want no more every time. Beth wants more. Y'all pray for her. She's got problems. Uh, she, she is, man. She just worries about everything. I told her, don't worry about it. You came in this world with nothing, you'll go out with nothing. And if you have nothing between, you're okay. If you get a few things between, you're okay, too. We was up at the lake up here, and, and I was telling Mike, I said, man, I go to my junkyard down here, and they had a couple pontoon boats out there. Uh, And there's this big lake, and uh, they said he was going to sell one of them. And Mike says, let's get it, man. We'll have it next year for the lake up here. And uh, Brother Barry's going, I don't want a boat, man. That's stupid, man. That's stupid. I I said, why? And he's absolutely right. He goes, it's a money pit. Money pit. (laughs) I said, I'll never have another one. Uh, I think what? You had three or four? Four. You had four. (laughs) I'm a slow learner. Yeah. (laughs) Got the T-shirt, man. I've been there, done that. Got the T-shirt. Got a whole drawer full of them. My dad had a couple boats, and and my brother had a boat. They just eat your money up is all they do. But boy, it sounds good for you. Best thing you can do is go rent one, use it for the day, turn it in. You're finished with it. But the whole thing is, is prophecy. Those two boys are in the womb, and prophecy is your book. Your book is the key. Uh, that thing with prophecy is totally unbelievable. Uh, go to Isaiah 46:10. There's things said. There's things said that could not happen any other way. And what it does is it proves that God's got this thing set up in an, or, in an order that it proves itself to be the word of God. You can't miss the thing. Uh, but if you're if you listen to most of these uh, other organ, res, religions or whatever, they got a thing. If you do this, 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 come to confession. On I was a Roman Catholic. Uh, you can live like the devil all week long. Uh, I, I my barber in, in uh, North Virginia, was a Baptist turned Catholic, and I was a Catholic turned Baptist. So you talking about some conversations, man? We had some conversations. We're the same guy in the worldwide world. But I asked him. I said, "Why did you do that?" He goes, "Because I can live like the devil all week long. Go to confession on Saturday, communion on Sunday. I'm saved again. Now I'm good till next week." I said, "What happens if you die before next Saturday?" No. Well, I just hope I don't. I said, "Man, I like something more." Sure, you had the sure thing. What happened to you? How come you didn't do that? Isaiah Isaiah 46:10 says this. Uh, 8, go to 8. Remember this and show yourselves men. Bring it again to mind, O ye transgressors. Don't forget it. Remember stuff. Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning. So he's saying, hey man, you start Genesis 1-1, I'm going to tell you what the end is, and it's going to be just that from the beginning. Now nobody else on the face of the planet can do that. The the amount of stuff that has to take place for him to go out 500 years or 1,000 years and all the stuff that could happen in all the lives that are happening out there, all that stuff that happens, and he tells you exactly what's going to happen. He says, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient time the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. I like Jesus Christ when he's getting ready to hang on the cross. Well, before that, they said something to him, and he goes, he told John the Baptist he said baptize me well, let's, let's look at it. Matthew go to Matthew Matthew chapter something if you find it before me it's John John's baptizing Jesus probably chapter four three you got it yeah here you go uh, 13, 313 ah, Go back to 11. I indeed baptize you with water under repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. That's that's a lesson in itself right there. Whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor He uh, and gather his wheat. Now you either his wheat or you're not into the garner. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. You don't want that. That's hell. You don't want that at all. Uh, then cometh Jesus from Galilee. Now, this is John the Baptist talking. He's, he's like an old Baptist preacher, mean, gnarly. He said, Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. And John forbade him. Sounds just like Peter, man. Oh, no, Lord, not me. Not. No, no. You do what the Lord says, do how he says, do it, and shut up. Uh, that's as simple. It's just simple as it could be. Uh, but it's amazing, even John the Baptist, who is lifted up by Jesus Christ, still said, oh, no, 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 Lord, you don't know what you're talking about. It's me, me, I know what I'm talking about, you don't. I mean, you're like the son of God, and, and, and let me tell you exactly who you are. He, I don't know why we have such a problem. I would probably do the same thing. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answered and said unto him, Suffer to be so now. For thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. So Jesus had to do exactly what the prophecy said. Otherwise it wouldn't be prophecy. He's saying, look guys, I'm coming to fulfill this thing. Don't you understand I'm here? I'm here to make this actually happen. It's going to happen exactly like we said in the Old Testament. Uh, Go to Micah chapter 5. Micah. Crazy book. Crazy book. Prophecy's is where it's at. It really, well, that's what I was going to say about Dr. Rubin. Uh, when I said that, he goes, you got it. It is prophecy. As soon as I hit prophecy, Dr. Rubin knew it was done. Because prophecy is what's going to tell you your Bible's the word of God. There's no other book on the face of the planet that can actually lay this thing out, make a prediction in the future, and that happened exactly like it did. Jesus would have been breaking prophecy right there if he had done, uh, done anything other than that. So what he did is he said, John, we got to obey this thing, man. We got to pay this. Micah, Micah 5, 2. Uh, Let's go to 1. Now gather thyself in troops, O daughter of troops. He hath laid siege against us. They shall uh, smite the judge of Israel with a rod upon the cheek. But thou, Bethlehem, Ephratah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of these shall come forth unto me uh, this, uh, come unto me, that uh, is to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth had been told, have been from of old and from everlasting. That's Jesus Christ. He says Bethlehem is where he's coming out of, man. He's coming out of there. Uh, You can bet Judah, you're going to go to Judah, uh, Ephrata, Bethlehem. You know where Jesus was born? Bethlehem. You sit there and say, well, he just told you. Now, how in the world could a woman have a baby named Jesus, know that she needs to have that baby named Jesus in a place called Bethlehem? She would have never got there if if they didn't say you got to take taxes. We got to pay your taxes. It's good to pay your taxes good to be a a productive citizen otherwise I won't get my social security check so anyways (laughs) they take taxes out on it too I never understand it here work your whole life Uh, we're going to give you a social security check so we can tax that too Uh, it's a crazy thing but but you sit there and look at it they they said we got to do taxes but you got to go to your uh, origin of birth a lineage and Joseph had to go back to Bethlehem to pay his taxes and how does he know that she's going to have that baby exactly when he gets there I'm telling you, man, there's just no possible way. Prophecy proves your book is the word of God. It it just proves the thing over and over. Uh, Deuteronomy 18. Deuteronomy 18. Crazy book. I like it, man. I don't like it sometimes, but most of the time I like it. I don't like it when it makes me feel bad. But every time it makes me feel bad, in time it makes me feel good. So it can make me feel bad again. (laughs) You know, when you get to heaven, this thing's all going to be downloaded into your head and you'll be okay then. 1818. Crazy book. Ah, Go to 15. The Lord thy God will raise up, uh, this is Moses talking, unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee, of thy brethren, like unto me. Unto him ye shall hearken. According to all that thou desirest of the Lord thy uh, thy God in Horeb in the day of the assembly, saying, let me uh, not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, neither let me see uh, this great fire anymore, that I die not. You know, they were afraid to see it. I don't know why people are afraid to see it. They wanted Moses. "You You go find out what we need to do. You come tell us and we'll do it. No, you won't. What you want is a second party. You know that when you get more than one or two people in a line, that sometimes the thing can change and... It's not exactly what it said. So God says something, and man says something, and then another person says something. And pretty soon, by the time it gets you, if you get four or five people away from where it was actually said, it could be totally different than what was said. You know what you need to do? Get yourself in a book and learn to trust this thing. And all of a sudden, you start reading that thing, and you go, hmm, this is pretty good. Uh, Verse 17, And the Lord said unto me, They have well spoken that which they have spoken. I will raise up unto them, I will raise them up a prophet. From among their brethren, like unto thee, and will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them, and I and, and all that I shall command him. And it shall come to pass that whosoever will not hearken unto my words, which he shall speak in my name, I will require of him. But the prophet which shall presume to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or that shall speak in the in the name of other gods, even that prophet shall die. So prophecy, uh, you, if you could tell a prophet, if, if he was really Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, it doesn't really matter who, uh, if that guy prophesied something and it didn't happen, then you go go to Daniel. Daniel's a good one too, man. Daniel's a real good one. I'll throw this one in for free. This one won't even cost you. I like Daniel. Daniel's, man, the whole book's good. You know, the moment you start really looking at this book and you start trusting it, all of a sudden, I've heard people say, well, you know, Ezekiel's kind of hard to. No, Ezekiel's cool. I don't understand nothing in Ezekiel, but it's cool still. Ezekiel's a strange book. Lay on this side. Lay on that side. Eat dung. Cook your food with dung. Oh, Lord, give me a break. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. I think it's chapter three. The Jews refuse to worship. That's the uh, shattering. Wait a second. Wait a second. Hananiah. Yeah uh verse thirty one two two thirty one daniel's get he got an image uh, first of all the king couldn't figure out what the image is Daniel told him what the image was that old king sawest and behold a great image that image whose brightness was excellent stood before thee and and the form thereof was terrible the image head uh, was of gold and he goes on down through the whole list then you get over to uh to uh verse 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 verse, verse 38 the very last of that verse he says thou art this head of gold so he said you got a head of gold shoulders of silver uh brass uh legs of iron feet of of clay and iron or feet of of, uh, of of iron and then toes partly clay and iron craziest thing in the whole wide world when you start reading this thing he's and you lay that guy, Larkin's got it. You lay that thing out sideways, lay it on the ground, and you say Nebuchadnezzar's head because that's what he told you. Then you get the, the, the Medes and the Persians coming out right after that. And as you come down through there, you start getting the different groups, the Greeks, and then you start getting the Rome, and the legs break off, and you get Greek, the Greek, uh, Greek Orthodox and the Roman Catholic Church coming down through there side by side. Then after you get that, uh, I like Brother Chris said that last week about the ten toes. Uh, you start breaking those things off. They're not all just. I, there, there's something to be said about that thing, but I like the way he worded that thing and says, "Whereas I saw the feet, verse 41, and whereas thou saw the feet and toes, part of potter's clay and part of iron, they're mixed. The kingdom shall be divided, but there shall be in it as the strength of iron. For as much as I saw the iron mixed with miry clay." And as the toes of the feet were part of iron and part of clay, uh, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken. And whereas thou saw iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men. They. Who are they? They aren't normal things, people on the face of this planet. They are something else. You say, who is that? What he's giving you. And guess what he goes. Go back to uh, Genesis chapter. Man. We'll start all over Genesis chapter 1. We're going to start all over fresh. No, Genesis chapter 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Man, I tell you what, it's a great book. See, we read our Bibles, and, and sometimes the Lord says something, and we just, oh, yeah, that's just. I've, 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 sons of God. You ever heard of Sons of God? People have fought with me over that for a long, long time. 5, 6, 6, verse 1. And it came to pass, when uh, men began to multiply on the face of the earth, that daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took of them wives. And there's a long story here. Verse 4. There were giants in the earth in those days, and, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, uh, and they bare children to them, uh, the same became mighty men which were of old, men of renown. When you get back over, Daniel is saying, he says, there's another verse in the Bible, that says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man shall come. So when the Lord gets ready to come back, and we get we get out of here, man, this whole thing is getting ready to happen again. And if sons of God are fallen angels, there's a whole, whole, whole study behind that thing. Go to Job chapter 40, 38, it tells you they sang... It tells you exactly who it is, and you sit there and look at that thing, and he says, as it was, so as time starts getting closer and closer in, uh, which there could be, you wonder why our country is as messed up as it is right now? It would not surprise me if half the people on the planet aren't demon-possessed, or half devil. You say, oh, well, what is that? That you're crazy? You're, no, I'm telling you, right there, he says, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men. So if you lay that image on the ground and you get all the way down past the legs and to the feet and to the toes, everybody wants to say that's ten kingdoms there, which it, which it is, but they're mixed and they are going to mix themselves with the seed of man. They're different than the seed of man and they're, people say, well, well, the aliens are coming. Your Bible's been saying that for years but nobody wants to believe this. They want to watch some stupid TV show out there and they want to see aliens. They may just do that. Elon Musk may be part of this. You never know, man. I mean, uh, they say, uh, Jacques Cousteau went out into the, you say, what's this have to do with Esau and Jacob? It has a lot. It has to do with prophecy. Your Bible is laid out in such a way that, but when people come up and say, oh, you're, 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 some are going to say, What they're doing is they're trying to go back before the foundations of the world and say that God set this up and nothing can change in here. That's not true. Otherwise, prophecy wouldn't have no prophecy to it. It wouldn't be, it would have no value. When he sits there and he says, this is going to happen, and Nebuchadnezzar is sitting there. I like, I like Pharaoh, Pharaoh, Joseph. God does all kinds of stuff, man, to people. Have you ever, you ever had a bad day? Joseph had a bad three or four years, a long time. He got thrown in a pit. He got sold to Potiphar. Potiphar's wife lied at him. He got down just like what happened to us the other day. He got, he got, y'all haven't thrown me in the pit yet. That's pretty cool, though. Uh, we ain't got a pit yet, but if we dig a pit, I'm getting out of here. Uh, but but he gets sold and goes down to the prison. Then he tells these two guys what's going. On. They come in and he dreams a dream. That's prophecy. You know what got Joseph out of the dungeon up to the Pharaoh? Prophecy got him out. Here's thing. oh, it was a dream. What do you think a dream was? The prophet, the guy said, man, I was you know was, squeezing this is a great thing. And then uh, he said, yeah, you have three days, you're going to be lifted up and you're going to be put the cup back in Pharaoh's hand and you're going to be right there next to him. The guy said, oh man, that really worked good for him. Let me get Prophecy isn't always good. Sometimes it's a bad thing. The baker said, yeah, we're going to hang you up and your eyes are going to get ate out and the birds are going to foul, and they're going to eat you all up. And that's exactly what happened. Two years later, they forgot all about him. All of a sudden, Pharaoh has a dream. He he's Seven good cow, cows, seven bad ones. Seven good ears of corn, seven bad ones. Uh, and the butler goes, Boy, you know, God sometimes conveniently makes people forget. Why in the world would he talk about a guy down in jail when there was actually no need for that? The Lord was setting Joseph up to lift him up. Prophecy is what got him out of jail. When that butler said, I know a guy that can tell you exactly what that dream is, what it means. He said, God showed you something, that's prophecy. But Pharaoh didn't know how to deal with what he was shown. Joseph got the answer, and he gave it to Pharaoh. He said, this is what's going to happen. Short-term prophecy, 14 years. This is what's going to happen in 14 years. Seven years are going to be good, and seven years is going to be bad. Guess what? You can believe me or not, don't care. I'm telling you, this is what's going to happen. You know what Pharaoh did? He says, "I, I like this guy, man. I'm going to believe him. I believe him so much, he is a prisoner, and everybody that's in between, boy, could you imagine Potiphar's face when that guy just went right up to the top? It never tells you what he did to Potiphar. Surely he did something. Joseph, Joseph got a couple issues. Got to have issues. I could just see him riding by a chair, Pharaoh's chair. Hi, Mrs. Potiphar. How are you? <laughs> I seen what you did last year. <laughs> I know what you did, and I ain't gonna do nothing about it. But I could if I wanted to. Mr. Potiphar, you better watch out for her. <laughs> He probably said, I already knew it, man, but have you ever lived up? He said, no, I do not want to. Anyways, that's prophecy, short-term prophecy. Seven and seven. Prophecy is the key to your book. So when the Lord tells you, Esau have I hated and Jacob have I loved, what what Calvinists and, and all your religious, there's just religion all over the place that wants to take it and they want to firm stuff down and put you under their thumb and then get you to do absolutely, satanic. To get you to do, oh, they're going to get saved whether they want to get saved or not. No, there's a banana pill. Uh, yeah, if you slip on the banana pill, you could break your neck. You could walk around the banana pill. You don't necessarily have to walk on the banana pill. I mean, we do something. My mom, my mom, y'all pray for her. She fell today. My nurse calls me about five o'clock this morning, six o'clock this morning. I'm downstairs, maybe seven. I forget exactly what time it was. Uh, but it, uh, she says, Mr. Elliott? I said, yes. She was your mother fell. I'm like, oh, man, she broke her other hip. And she goes, oh, she's okay, but she fell. She got up stubborn, went to the bathroom, fell off the toilet. I said, hmm, that sounds like her. I said, she's got this little button, and she thinks going to the hospital, they should be around her 24-7 waiting on me all the time. I'm paying them money. No, 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 they're taking your money because you're a moron. Uh, That's what the hospitals do. They want to get you in, take all your money, and send you home. Uh, If you haven't figured that thing out yet, I said, that's what... We used to sell cars and trucks and vans and everything else. Now what they're doing is they're selling you hospital rooms. Because there's no other way to get your money other than that. So they're looking at the baby boomers out there and they're saying, hey, this is what we're going to do. But anyways, back to this. Uh, Prophecy. Prophecy is is the key to the whole thing. Uh, So, of course, uh, Dr. Orman says, of course, this is rather ridiculous in the light of the fact that the children were already in Rebecca's womb. The key to that thing is those were two Young embryos, you say embryos, I'll use, I'll use their terms, but they're fetuses, babies, in the womb. Esau and Jacob were in the womb. Before God the Lord said anything about what was going to happen to those, those two kids were already in the making and they were in the process of being made. Uh, I personally think, and I've mentioned this before, I think when the umbilical cord pops off that leg and attaches to the, mother, the mother's uterus, I think right there is when it becomes a living soul. It's breathing just like Adam did. He breathed in him the breath of life and it became a living soul. That little uh, egg is now starting to suck air off the mom. And the moment it does that, I believe right there is where it becomes a living soul. Am I right? I don't know. I'll get to heaven I'll find out. Uh, but I know this. He knew those two babies in the womb. And if he knew those two babies in the womb, where did, uh, that's, that's an argument it goes down. Everybody get mad about everything. Doesn't, can the Lord take care of the problem or not? See, our problem is, is we just don't trust that he can. I got the Lord, man. Yeah, I know. It is. I, but you know, the Lord already knows what your future is, by the way. He already knows what you're going to do and why you do what you do. He told that to the two angels when he went to blow up Sodom and Gomorrah. He said, shall we not tell Abraham what we're going to do? I already know how he's going to raise his kids. You know, he knows how you're going to raise your kids. He knows exactly what you're going to do. Why? Because he knows the end from the beginning. You go, well, the, well, that means you have no choice. No, no, no. He already knows all the choices and all the variables I'm going to take and all the stuff he's going to put in front of me to make those choices. And I am going to make those choices. Don't blame somebody else because you blew it. You blew it because you blew it. Nobody else had any part of that. If you let somebody have a part of that, that's your problem. I don't blame nobody. I did everything myself. I caused all my problems. I remember the first time I really, people said, Mike, why do you keep blaming yourself? I've had people, I take the blame for everything. I think it's just simpler. Okay. If, we, if I take the blame, it's done right there. We, uh, the lady of the camp called Beth, or called, called we're missing, we're missing uh, uh, some bedding That was on the bed up here. Well, Brother Joe went up there. So it's Joe's fault. Joe went up here and put all the bedding on Peacock's room. That's what he wanted to do. look good in front of this. And he goes up there and puts all the bedding up there. And he, he said, I put the old bedding up in the, uh, up in the closet. And, and then they, she was trying to say that we took her bedding. I called her up yesterday and uh, me and Beth got into it. And I thought Beth was going to divorce me over it uh, because she said I was mean to her and hate her and all this other stuff. And I called the lady up and I said, look, here's the deal. I said, Joe, said, Joe went in there and changed all the bedding out. He put our stuff on, put yours up in the closet oh, I haven't looked in the closet yet. I said, didn't Beth tell you it was in the closet? Yes. Then why are you saying it's missing until you go look in the closet? She won't go look in the closet. It's prophecy. It's prophecy. It's in the closet. I'll tell you where it's at. It's in the closet. I don't want to go look in the closet. You want me? I said, look, if it's not there, I will pay for it. Look at him. He's ringing me. That's prophecy. I knew. It was, it was, you're late, brother. You're a minute late. It's 1050. All right. So, so God is, election, I ain't going to pay no attention to it anyways, election is based on the foreknowledge of God. God already has a foreknowledge of what's going to happen to these kids. And he understands that. What, what people will do is they'll pull a couple, it's, it, the Bible says, I'll stop right here, I promise. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You need to rightly divide that thing, you need to study it. What they do is they'll pull a word out, predestined. See, predestined. You go to go to. Oh, Noah Webster's 1828, he, he is the one right there. Noah's got it, man. Noah Webster, his name's Noah, man. I mean, he's got it. Uh, everything he says is gospel, so predestined. And then they base an entire doctrine around a single word without laying that word in the scripture and how it flows throughout your Bible. And they don't do that. So then everything gets messed up. And then they mess up thousands of other people. You know what the danger of us is, you guys, if you don't study? Uh, everybody says, uh, we just had a guy leave the church and he goes, well, the only people that can move up in the church is those that go to TBDI. Well, no, if you want to be smart, you go to TBDI or you go to PBI or you go someplace where you can get a Bible education or you sit in church uh, for 80 years. Or you could spend three years cramming it down your throat and, and use it for the next 80 years. That's what I prefer, that's what I did. I never went to be a pastor. I just went to cram it down my throat for three years. And after three years, I'm still gaining knowledge off that stuff 30 years later. Now, you can do either way. But the only reason that the guy left was because he felt like there was no place for him to move up here. This isn't a a job where you can, it's a factory where you move up the chain of command. God lifts you up or, or lifts you up or takes you down, one or the other. And the Lord took him down. You say, well, how's that happen? Well, he's got to learn a couple things. Joseph had to learn a couple things, too. He had to go down the dungeon. Joseph learned, and the Lord took him right back to the top. Never, never get to the place where you think you're so fixed on something that even the Lord can't change your mind. Father, thank you for your blessings this morning. Lord, this is a great book, great passage of Scripture. Two men are used over and over again all through the Bible, Lord. uh, Esau and Jacob. Uh, Paul uses them in Romans. Lord, there's a very good deep study about these two men. And, Lord, you started an entire nation. Esau could have been a guy, Lord, but he sold his birthright for a a bowl of beans. And then Jacob uh, cheated him out of his his, uh, blessing. And, Lord, no matter how you look at uh, Esau, the Lord hated Esau for that because he he was lax about what God gave him. Help us not to be lax about what you give us. And, Father, again, bless now. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.